For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. And Danielle. Hi, everybody. Hello. It's so exciting to see you again. It seems like it's been forever since we've sat down to do this. I know, and I'm so thankful that we can broadcast on both our channels and bring such wonderful information out there tonight. So thank you for doing this, Richard. And my mom is watching. So mom, I'm glad you're here. And everyone else, thanks for being here tonight. We are going to be dissecting, delving into celebrating Saturn retrograde. And there are, you know, all of the planets at some point or another go retrograde. And so much attention is shown to Mercury retrograde that when people hear the word retrograde, and our friend uh, Sherry Callahan is here, also from Myrtle Beach, uh, who is an astrologist as well. So uh, please, everybody, weigh in with your comments, your suggestions, anything. And I want to let you all know uh, that Danielle has a special giveaway tonight as well, which I'm excited about. And all you need to do is comment with the word beauty. And if you can tie that into a question or a comment, that's even better. So what I was starting to say is that when people hear the word retrograde, uh, they immediately panic because they think that uh, communication is going to break down, uh, trains are going to get off schedule, planes are going to not land when they're supposed to land, all these things that people worry about. But I have a completely different uh, perspective when it comes to retrogrades. Uh, To me, retrograde, and I go with RE at the beginning, and it's about rethinking, uh, restructuring, re, I use this time as uh, as a matter of fact, my focus is on restructuring my career right now. And I'm using this time to be very reflective about that and where we're going. When you hear the word retrograde, and of course you delve a little bit deeper than I do, uh, what are your first thoughts? I love that you use re because we've spoken about it before. We've actually done a show, I believe, on Mercury retrograde. And you're right, it is the prevalent focus in society right now. But retrograde is something that we experience here on Earth where it appears as if the planet starts to move backwards. Really, it's about our rotation, which I think is a great metaphor for all spirituality, which really is that everything is trying to teach us something about ourselves or about the universe at large. So in retrograde, we do use that re. It's about redos, renegotiating, rest, replenishment, all the different things that we seldom take the time to re-examine in life. And often they do slow us down, but that slowdown is targeted in the area that that planet tends to rule over. So it's popular to understand that Mercury slows us down in those areas of technology or communication. But whatever planet is going retrograde and we're coming into a period, as I'm sure Sherry knows, where most of the planets are going to be in retrograde in the next few weeks and months on and off. And this is a huge, significant event. But we wanted to focus on Saturn today because Saturn gets a lot of hate in the spiritual communities and there's a lot of fear surrounding saturn and anything where there's fear that's usually where there is a lot of power and if it's fear it's untapped power and power that's not quite going 
in the direction that is usable to you in the ways that you want, but it is always possible to harness that in positive ways. So we're going to be getting into all of that and more tonight. I'm so excited. Well, it's very interesting. I have a friend who is an astrologer and uh, he said, I will do a very quick reading for you. And uh, he said, I don't have a lot of time to, because he was in the process of moving at the time. So hopefully yeah. we're going to get a, a back to this because, yeah. and this was about a month and a half ago. And he said that Saturn was at the very bottom of my chart currently. Mm -hmm. And he said, and that really is like the lowest place that it could possibly be. And he said, and this will probably, it happened many, many years ago, closer to when I was born actually. Mm -hmm. And he said, and right now, this will probably be the last time that Saturn will be at the bottom of your chart in my lifetime. And, uh, that uh, just get through it. He said, it'll be a rough patch, but you'll get through it. And of course, when you hear something like that, you know, I know that a lot of psychics and a lot of astrologers and everything are a little afraid to lay the cards out that direct with someone because mm -hmm. of the fear of planting a seed. When you hear something like that, what are your immediate thoughts based on what he said to me? Well, from my interpretation, he would be seeing where you have Saturn showing your second Saturn return. So that brings up something interesting for people because every 27 to 32 years, in my experience, Saturn goes return to that point or close to it to where it was when we were born. And when that happens, we have the opportunity to balance karma more powerfully than ever before. And when I say opportunity, sometimes that's a tower moment for people. Sometimes that's things breaking down, um, whatever's not been working, the areas of our life that really need to be wiped clean with the slate, all of that comes up and generates. And we may go through a dark night of the soul. We may go through other difficulties and stagnations in life. And this is really the option to harness that power of paying back as much karma as we can and sort of uh, what's called slingshot manifestation. Like if you were to imagine a slingshot and pull it all the way back and then it launches in the direction you want to go. But during that pullback period, it feels quite tense and uncomfortable and you have to let go of several things in your life. And so most people think of Saturn return during that primary first one of life where you're around 26, 27, you're heading into it. And then at around 30, it really tends to hit people and it can hang over till 32 to 33 years old, usually depending on how much karma you actually want to balance or clear within that period. And then when you are between usually 58 to 62, it happens again. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't agree with him because I do understand what you're saying in terms of uh, psychics saying this is probably a seed that some people don't like to plant only because predictive programming, I never like to decide as a psychic anything for 
my client. Some clients are a little codependent and they want you to decide for them. That's never been my style because I'm all about people's growth Mm -hmm. and helping them understand that the universe is very malleable. So I love to help people understand the past that got them here to this present and what in this present is currently projecting towards a possible future, knowing if they take stock of that energy, they have the power to change it. So there is a possibility if you should hopefully live into your 90s, where you can have a third Saturn return. And I have worked with people who have had third Saturn returns. Wow. Uh, and uh, and hopefully that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yes. But, um, I want to uh, go back. And again, I want to let everyone know if you comment with hashtag beauty, uh, you're going to win a downloadable meditation program. You sent it to me and it's amazing. So thank you, thank you for that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what Saturn return uh, or retrograde means uh, Mm -hmm. right now, uh, because, uh, you know, with Saturn seemingly going backwards, and it isn't everyone, uh, but seeming that it is, uh, it goes through every astrological sign. So let's talk, first of all, about the sun sign. Uh, And, you know, we all know what our sun signs are. Uh, I'm an Aquarius, uh, and you are a Pisces? I'm an Aries, but an Aries. my birth note is in Pisces. So most oh. people identify me as Pisces because I'm very on mission in life, and your north note is about your life mission. So let's talk first of all about how this Saturn uh, retrograde mm-hmm. affects uh, the sun signs with everyone and what people can look for if they are studying astrolo- uh, astrology or if they want to look at their astrological charts. And it's more than what you see in the newspapers, folks. Uh, there's a yes. whole study in science to this. So what uh, what do you want to say about that, first of all? Well, first of all, I am not a professional chart creator. Uh, I am an intuitive energy reader and healer. So if you're looking for someone to do your chart, you would best go elsewhere. But if you're looking to work with someone with the information of your energy, then I'm your girl. But I would say um, it's not so much about the sun sign, actually. It's more about the sign that the retrograde is currently in and then where you have Saturn in your chart, because that's going to affect you more. <laughs> there you go. Right now it is, uh, we are in the last quarter moon in Aries. So that's where it's sitting right now, everyone. And Saturn retrograde is currently in Pisces right now. So that is really big because Pisces is the sign of intuition, of spirituality, of emotional wateriness, of being the dreamer and really dreaming dreams into reality, creating art, being creative, being artistic, Um, but also things like mental and emotional health can come to play with Pisces. I'm sure people know very emotional Pisces or Pisces that seem a little bit all over the map sometimes, but then are so sweet and sensitive and creative. So with Saturn being a sign of discipline and staunchness, and Saturn also rules over time and karma, So it's not comfortable in that retrograde of Pisces, but it brings a lot up for people to sort through, um, not only in the areas that it traditionally works, such as that discipline, such as karma, such as our court system, which is definitely happening here in America, um, but it also is going to bring up things that have been under the surface of the water for Pisces energy. So I would say rather than look to your sun sign, look at your chart, which you can get a free 
free chart online. Uh, as long as you have your, your birth time and location, it's really easy to get a pretty accurate free uh, natal chart. And then look to where Saturn is and where Pisces is. Even if you don't have placements in Pisces, you will see the little Pisces symbol on your wheel chart and you can see what house it's in or what it's near. And so that will help you determine um, where this is going to most affect you. But where your Saturn is placed and what planet and sign that is in is going to best show you how to work with this Saturn retrograde energy and show you the areas in life that you're being given a boost to work on at this time. Now, one of the things that I'm very much aware of is uh, a lot of the discord that's going on in the world right now. And I do believe that we are a collective consciousness. <laughs> and I believe firmly that everything that's happening right now, this is going to sound woo-woo to so many people watching tonight. My mom's this is say, the woo show, so yes, enjoy My it. mom is going to say he's lost his mind. So, but uh, so many people, um, uh, you know, right now, uh, I believe that we have manifested, believe it or not, everything that's happening right now. I think that it's a karmic response to everything that we have done. Uh, we have put this energy out there over and over and over again. And to coin uh, my dear friend and yours too, Kasira McKee, the boomerang effect. Mm -hmm. This is coming right back. And it's like that boomerang that you throw out and it just swirls and swirls until it comes and hits you between the eyes. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's happening right now. But looking at the positive side of this, what do you see or how do you feel that we all can tap into a collective consciousness in terms of our own karma and how we should already be reacting at this time to everything that's going on around us? Well, let's backstep a little bit. And in case people aren't really familiar with what karma is, because I know it's a buzzword and most people are familiar with the general concept. But to me, karma is actually an automated system of our universe. There's an old platitude, like God couldn't be everywhere. That's why he created mothers, speaking yes. of his mother. Um, well, it's not really that in my experience with karma. It's not that God couldn't be everywhere, but because God gave us free will, in my opinion and experience, there was this automation system put in place of karma to say, well, however you use and want to use that free will, karma will act as a system of momentum that will teach you about the results of yourself and your actions. And that will be a checks and balances system that runs automatically so that God can step back and love us unconditionally and not judge actual good or bad because everything is experience. And that's why if something is perceived as good or bad or harmful or beneficial, there is that checks and balances system that will eventually teach that perpetrator something about themselves and about the world at large. And eventually the victim, even though I don't like to use that word, will receive something back, even if it's not in that lifetime, as a kind of solve to go over whatever was taken or done against them. So we are in a period right now where we have a lot of that momentum going. And because Saturn rules over courts and stability and laws and time, being in retrograde, we're getting the opportunity to redo so much and re-examine so much that we may have done hastily, that we may have done with things in the shadow or um, 
I don't really like to use that term shadow government because it's a little bit too uh, out there, but there are a lot of things that are done behind closed doors without people's full consent. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for people to realize that we do have our free will power to consent to everything, but sometimes we are consenting unconsciously or through manipulated means by not being given the full story. So Saturn really comes down now to break down the things that were not built on solid foundations, that were not built in truth, or that have been fought against and have kind of cracks in that foundation because they weren't built strongly enough with blessings or, or balance on both sides. So even though we are losing some laws, or it appears as though we may be losing some laws or rights that are important, we are getting an opportunity, if we can choose to see it that way, to examine, well, if those things were built in constant fear, in constant haste, in constant fighting of one I another, that. Thank yeah, you. then maybe we do need to lose it as it was because it was just continuously being fought over and picked away at anyway and instead put something higher in place that more people can agree on as a basic human right concept uh, that will actually protect rather than this kind of false sense of protection or this false sense of security that just temporarily puts a band-aid over a larger issue. And each and every one of us are responsible for what we're putting out there. You know, last week, well, was it last week or the week before uh, when the Supreme Court uh, uh, passed the discrimination uh, law? Yeah. Um, and someone posted something, it was a meme, and it was trying to be funny, I think, but I didn't find it funny personally. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have a great sense of humor, by the way. Um, but it basically was about going into a cake shop. I'm paraphrasing this a little bit. Some of you may have seen it. Going into a cake shop, saying that you're buying a particular cake and then when the person starts to make it when they say what do you want on the top then turning it around and shoving it in their face and, and i'm going if you go into a business or anything with that attitude that's exactly what's going to come back to you um i have turned so many situations around when the person you know, got off on the wrong foot or said the wrong thing or did something. And it's all a matter of how we respond to it. We're not responsible for what's going on out there. None of us are uh, somewhat, but we are responsible for how we respond to these things. And I think that, uh, and I was watching, uh, you know, there's a great uh, series now on HBO and I caught the first episode last night uh, based on The Last Call Killer. And I lost a friend, and uh, some of you know this, uh, that was a victim of that. But one of the speakers speaking last night, uh, he described, he was describing our community, and I'm talking about the LGBTQ community, mm -hmm. as being a community that's constantly being attacked. And, I'm, and I, first of all, had a knee-jerk reaction to that because, uh, and I've been fortunate I know that I'm, and I know that I'm an anomaly in this, but that has not always been my experience. I, I have always, you know, in the situations that I have found myself in, including when Danny and I got married, we were welcomed with open arms and I did not see that kind of resistance. That's not to say that I'm not aware that it's going on, but I'm thinking that if we go into these situations wanting to attack 
before there's a reason to attack. And that, and the funny thing is uh, that law was based on a hypothetical to begin with. It wasn't even based on something that had actually happened. Yeah. And this is something that I actually go over with my clients all the time, especially my healing clients. Um, there's also this perception where if you're always going into something, anything in life, uh, feeling like you have to protect yourself or feeling like you're automatically unsafe, which is something that gets trapped in our bodies and our nervous systems, as well as in our mindsets, then you are actually continuously programming your reality and your universe to give you things to protect yourself from. Because we seek to prove confirmation bias until we can step out into self-awareness and become a witness of our experience as well in as impartial terms as possible to be part of our own healing, then we can be trapped in that cycle of continuously looking for or allowing things to protect ourselves from in, a, in an energetic sense. Um, while it is true that sometimes there are marginalized communities who are more akin to being attacked in certain areas of the world or certain situations, as well as people who identify as energy sensitives or empaths or light workers. If you have more of a light, sometimes you can attract moths or, or darker energies to it as well, right? But if we're constantly protecting, then we are blocking the blessings as well. And we are limiting God and the universe's opportunity, in my opinion, to bless us and to change our minds and to allow us to have the same that we crave, but that we are not allowing our spirit or our nervous system to have if we're not working on that healing or perception. Now, do you believe that is it possible to, do you believe, number one, that people are on a karmic path? And if you believe that people are on a karmic path, do you think that path could change? Yes. Uh, I believe that we do have that system, especially before different levels of what people refer to as awakening or becoming spiritual. Karma plays a very large role in automatically running parts of our lives. Now, the more we become spiritually aware and emotionally aware and awakened, then we can have a cooperative relationship with karma. And healing your relationship with Saturn actually has a lot to do with this, in my experience, because then we can start to recognize the karmic patterns of our lives and work on them before they have to continue to manifest as problems or karmic relationships or karmic situations. And and if and when they do manifest in our physical reality or in our relationships, we can spot them more easily and we can go towards balancing that karma rather than cycling in that dreaded why question, which really gets most people nowhere of why is this happening? Why is this person acting this way? How do Woe I get me? Woe is me. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And so your karmic path can change. There are things called quantum leap and different other aspects of higher spirituality. Um, but it really does take dedication to be willing to dive into the shadow, as Carl Jung would say. Uh, Saturn plays a large part in the shadow. And be willing to understand your wounds, your perceptions, your limited beliefs, and work on those internally, and then allow for that to start to manifest and shift your reality externally as well, and allow your relationships to adjust to that new, more evolved version of you. Now, Daniel, you are immersed in uh, in this world uh, yeah. on uh, you walk the walk, you talk the talk. I want to ask if 
since this Saturn retrograde began, uh, and it was on uh, the 17th of June, yes. um, have you had an aha moment that has come to you in this time frame that you e either A, never thought about before, or are just rediscovering about yourself uh, during this powerful time? Yeah. Um, one that happened for me that I think will help a lot of other people as well is one of the lessons of this Saturn retrograde in particular has been that it's okay to ask for and allow help. Uh, because as a spiritual person, as, as a caretaker um, to people throughout much of my life, you know, I'm always used to being the helper. And sometimes situations in your life, whether it's family, financial, health, whatever it is, um, will break down to the point where you need to release and allow that balance because karma is also about balancing and allow help to come for you as well. So the lesson of asking for and allowing and working on the ways of being receptive to help, no matter what that looks like, um, that's been a big aha for me. And I think that's not one people are focusing on with the key points of this retrograde. Now, you wanted to also, uh, you uh, wrote to me today and said, you want to talk about some of the other planets that are coming on the heels of Saturn, uh, Venus, for example, um, and what the Venus retrograde uh, energy uh, and modality feels like. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. So coming up on the 23rd of this month in July, um, Venus is going to be going retrograde in Leo. And when Venus goes retrograde, people tend to return or try to return to our thoughts or to our lives. And so this is where we start thinking about old loves, old friendships, old relationships, um, or they actually show up and try to re-engage with us. Um, sometimes I'm laughing because, I mean, the funny thing is, and I'm you're telling this now, yeah. if anyone tried to watch Saturday's show, it was a disaster. Were you watching, Danielle? I was watching, yeah, yeah. With Ron Lytle. Uh, it was going in and out, in and out, in and out. So we've been trying to figure a day out uh, where we would, uh, and his big question was, will everybody come back? And I yeah. said, I absolutely believe that everybody will come back. And the date that we picked, are you ready? Or do you want to tell us what day it is? July 23rd? It's July 23rd. Perfect. <laughs> and that's a Sunday, right? Yes, yes. There you go. So interesting because uh, at, uh, at our church, uh, we're having a big concert uh, on the lawn. Uh, everybody come to Spark Hill. It's going to be it's a great swing quartet. Um, and uh, and I'm going to be speaking uh, because because our church is going through a real major uh, change right now. Um, the, the congregation has uh, really dropped off. Uh, we re recently lost our priest for. Uh, reasons that I will not go into here, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, on his own choice to move on. It was his own choice. So at a recent meeting, I was discussing what I felt needed to take place in order to bring people back. So it's all that you're saying this. Mm -hmm. And uh, they asked if I would speak. They said, you better than anybody can get up and talk about this. And it's on the 23rd uh, after... I uh, interviewed Ron Lytle that afternoon. So That's amazing. And you know, yeah. it's really going to work together, not only to bring people back, but because it's happening while Saturn is still retrograde. And several other planets are retrograde as well, Pluto and Neptune. So there are a lot of elements. Pluto is the shadow element. Neptune is the dreamer element. And 
happening all together. This does mean in, in my experience that the relationships that are coming back, whether that's actually coming back in the physical or returning in your dreams, returning in your thoughts, returning in your longing for someone. Maybe you haven't longed for them in quite a while and the feeling just starts to return and you're not sure why. Will be also based on getting you to look at the karmic aspects of that relationship, the shadow aspects of that relationship, the parts that triggered one another and why those triggers were there. Um, because actually, there's a video that I've been meaning to make about triggers. And one of the key points is about that is we need to remember that our triggers, while the other person is responsible for their behavior, if they do something to us and they're responsible for their karma, we are responsible, as you said, for our response. And we are also responsible for everything that gets stirred up within us when we are triggered. That has nothing to do with what the other person did to us, that what they did was just the spark so that we saw all of that sediment that had been lying beneath the surface that we weren't taking care of. And we can use that as the opportunity with the stir up of that to look at all that sediment, examine why it's there and, and brush it and clear it away. I want to ask you, and I'm going to go back to, and I drop her name a lot on this show. I know everyone, but she's always hovering around me. And that's Carol Channing. Of course. And Carol Channing said that when she was doing Hello, Dolly on Broadway, if she had a night where the audience just wasn't getting it, um, she would call B. Lilly, who was doing High Spirits at the time, and uh, she would call Barbara Streisand, who was doing Funny Girl. And she would uh, have these conversations uh, with these different actresses afterwards, and they would all say that they would feel the same energy in the theater. And I just want to ask you, because Saturday was such a wonky day for me. I've never had that experience with any of my shows. You can all see, knocking on wood, how smoothly it's going now. So, but Saturday was, you know, and on the heels of all that, I don't know if those of you who are watching around the country are seeing the news, but just like 25 miles from where I live, major flooding. As a matter of fact, a woman lost her life uh, walking her dog. Um, we have never seen flooding in this area like the flooding that we had on the heels of whatever that strange energy was that was happening on Saturday. Were you experiencing anything like that at all uh, throughout your day? Well, I was watching the two of you and I loved Ron's work and the clips in that, by the way. So I can't wait to see you play them again. You do them again. Yes. Um, but for around your area, I would particularly say you were dealing with big energy upgrades in terms of the water elements. So I would see a lot of that Pluto and Neptune retrograde that were playing itself out for you. Uh, and the electrical element, you know, um, questions that, because actually I was watching, there were not technical issues coming up on Ron's end and he was able to see you. Um, so it was more so about things that came up for you, like we were just talking about in terms of when things get stirred up, then we can examine what's there and why so that it doesn't have to happen again. So I would say for you, definitely look at uh, the emotional, you know, the underlying emotional things of where maybe you didn't have enough energy. Sometimes we force ourselves to do things because we schedule them and we really love and cherish and respect the other people. But we, in the moment going to do it, maybe we don't have 
the energy that we thought we did not to call you out, but, you know, <laughs> admit to yourself, you know, this happens to I'll me. Take responsibility. Yeah. Because we want to honor our agreements. Right. And it's so hard to change an agreement, but that's something that happens with karma as well. It feels so difficult, especially if we're, um, have any codependency or empathy where we don't want to let other people down. Um, it's hard to renegotiate agreements or to say, maybe I don't have the energy to come at it the way that I know it should be. And when we force ourselves, sometimes that's when spirit will intentionally slow things down to say, no, you're going to do this with a redo when you've taken care of yourself, when you have more energy, when it can be more of what it's supposed to be for everyone and not just you making it what it's supposed to be maybe for other people. Well, it's funny you use the word supposed to be for other people. I've taken the word supposed out of my vocabulary for the most part. Yeah. Because a lot of people say, well, we were supposed to do that. We were supposed to be here yeah. and this happened instead. We were supposed yeah. to be there and that happened instead. And I've reworded that uh, to say we were scheduled to do this because uh, if it w I believe that if it was supposed to happen, it would have happened. Yeah. And uh, But there was this energy, as you say, and perhaps you're right. I, you know, I'll look into that. Uh, but it, the, it just, I felt excited about doing the show, everything, these clips, which are wonderful. And I want to do some of those songs. I'm letting Ron know. Yeah. Um, I thought that was you, the Snow White song. I, yes, I saw that. And somebody else called me and said, you've got to do this song. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and well, I was disappointed, actually, that you took down the show from the archive because I know there were glitches, but I, I think it was great besides the glitches. I don't think people would mind. So that's maybe something also that came up for you to learn that we don't have to have it be perfect all the time to keep that's it up. What you know, because, you know, I recently, you know, with Erin Grillore and Cassandra McKee, you know, a similar thing happened. It wasn't to that extent. Uh, but at one point, both Cassandra and I disappeared. But Aaron said that he was watching us the entire time. Mm -hmm. And both Kasira and I, she's in Texas and I'm here in New York. We were experiencing the same thing at that time. Yeah. So I would look to the spirit that's in your field and maybe we'll talk about that off camera after the show. But I would look to the spirit that's in your field that's intentionally causing blocks right now and helping you to try to see something within uh, mm -hmm. that maybe other people are seeing, but you're not seeing because you were being seen the whole time Saturday as well. You just didn't think you were. <laughs> so you never know when the camera's on you, folks. Yes, uh, that's true. <laughs> that's the lesson for tonight. You never know when the camera's on. You know, people will ask me sometimes when I ask them to make a guest appearance in a show or something, and I'm talking about my live shows, they'll say, well, how should I dress? And I yeah. say, dress the way you want to be photographed. Uh, yeah. Because you never know. Even when I go to the supermarket, I don't wear sequins, uh, so always. You uh, can. <laughs> but I can. Uh, but I... You know, you never know who you're going to run into, what's going to happen, everything. So I don't just jump in the car and go with my hair like crazy and, you know, uh, unshaven. I make sure that if I'm going to go out, like Joan Crawford always said, if she was going to go out, she, they were going to see Joan Crawford. Yeah. Well, the same thing with Richard Skipper. You're going to see Richard Skipper uh, when I go out. 
I want to talk a little bit about your process. And I do want to let everyone know here, uh, if any of you have any questions or anything, Danielle is here to answer your questions tonight. So now's the time to throw those out. Especially about karma or relationship struggles, because those will both come into play. So if you have specific questions about that, feel free to put them in. And do you have a specific process in terms of the way that you work in terms of all that you do, or is each day an entity into itself? It depends what I'm doing. Cause I have a lot of different things that I do with my gift. Um, there are some constants, like I create a circle of positive energy before I'm going to interact with anyone or do any kind of projecting or reading. Uh, I like to make sure that it's a safe and sacred space, uh, not only for myself and the client, but for the energies that we're going to be interacting with as well, because energy is malleable. It can appear as, or communicate as anything. And if you don't take the time to set up boundaries and set up proper sacred space, in my opinion, that's where you leave yourself and the client open to uh, trickster energies at times. And also as an empath, it helps me to release the energy back mm. to the client or back to the project and not continuously carry it or keep it in my environment. Uh, yeah, and I'm an empath, uh, empath as well. And what you just said is so important because Every single time that we uh, step out of our zone, our comfort zone, walk through the front door of our homes or anything, we are carrying all of that energy with us. And it, 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 you know, and it takes just a few moments, everyone, to just sit down, close your eyes, take a deep breath or three, uh, and just say, as I go out into the world, this is the energy I'm taking with me. And I'm telling you, it will change the way you uh, uh, perceive things and the way things come at you. Uh, when you caught in traffic and you're stuck and you're going to be late for an appointment, getting frustrated is not going to make it go faster. It's not going to change it. But if you're in that zone where you're going, I have no control over this. I will get there when I get there and we will deal with whatever happens. And sometimes things may be different from what you had originally planned. And that can be a good thing and a positive thing as well. Yeah, but it can be hard for empaths or for neurodivergent people. Um, so, and most sensitive people or gifted people, I find, are on the neurodivergent spectrum uh, to some degree. That's actually one of the questions that I tried to ask uh, Temple Grandin. Thank you again for that opportunity, because I believe that we will find more correlations between being energy sensitive and being on some degree of the spectrum. And it's very hard for people in that situation, or if you've been traumatized to any degree, or if you are very sensitive to adjust to changes, because little changes in the environment or in your day or in your plan, we can feel so responsible for, and they can feel so energetically overwhelming to us. And a lot of times we do feel unsafe because we have so much history of taking things on from other people. But remember, empaths are also projectors. We are not just absorbers. And we do have the power to set boundaries, which are very important in relationships, but also spiritually. I was so overwhelmed and sick for much of my life with my gift before I learned that I can set boundaries with spirit and even higher power as well 
to have boundaries that I have a body that I need to eat, that I need to sleep, that I need private time of not being constantly bombarded with energy or picking up on it. And so you don't have to be gifted like myself or using your gift like myself to know that it's important to set energetic boundaries. And the simplest way is one of our favorite um, movie examples I love to share with people because it's a universal symbol. I've worked with people on six continents now and no one has ever told me they don't know about it. Um, To think of the Wizard of Oz and think of that Glinda bubble and call that bubble of Glinda bubbled light around you and program it. Light is programmable. Water is programmable. You know, Dr. Um, Hashimoto, uh, not Hashimoto, Dr. Marimoto uh, in Japan, there's that, that book that he did and that study that he did about water crystals and how they respond to words or energies of love or positive music. And so water and light are highly adaptable and programmable to different energies. So you can call that Glinda bubble around you and program it to be a filter where you only let good within, to, and through you. And anything else bounces off the bubble or gets filtered through the bubble and turns into that rainbow light or whatever color energy you're most needing at that time. And how are you able to balance it all? Uh, I mean, you you are on a level where you are very much aware of this energy and how it affects you. And I might also add, and how you affect it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so you are there in terms of that. You're also a human being, uh, mm-hmm. and you are in your soul, your body. You're in this vessel, uh, so you are uh, confined within that as well. Right. How do you balance it all? Well, you know that's that's a learning experience for all of us, and it's been learning for me. There have been a lot of times as a physical empath where. I wasn't balancing it so well and my body was processing a lot of the energy for me through chronic illness and things like that. Um, So it's about finding the techniques that work for you. But the primary thing really is being getting comfortable with grounding because we have so much energy being here, as you say, and as a spiritual person, especially if you're trying to or without your conscious decision really picking up on a lot of energy, we forget that we need to ground that in order for the good of that to come into physical reality, but also to enjoy our life experience here. And so for me, a large part of enjoying to ground, because I honestly, I didn't enjoy grounding. I enjoyed more of the spiritual than the density of the physical world for a long time, um, was really connecting with nature and nature spirit energies and beautiful trees and um, the spirit animal things that I do because they are of such a grounded energy and they help us calm our nervous system. And you don't have to know or believe in nature spirits or energies to benefit from time in nature that can and will be grounding and centering to you. Uh, So taking time to have self-care and experience in nature which I know I'm guilty as well of taking out the the phone and doing the pictures and the video when we see beautiful nature things, but make sure you have time in nature that's just for you. Even if you go with a loved one, have some quiet time sitting and paying attention to how the wind is moving or how the water, if you're lucky enough to be by water and really balancing your breathing and connecting with that. And if you can't physically for whatever reason, because I've had moments in my life where I couldn't, 
Look at nature videos and connect with that until you can get out in physical nature and take those moments to ground as well as learn what boundaries you need and why it may feel difficult for you to have those boundaries, which is a lot of the inner child work that I do with people. Well, there's also a, a movement going on now called awareness walks, where mm -hmm. when you go for a walk, you find something and you look at it through eyes that you haven't looked at it before. Mm -hmm. And that's true of everything that we do with every day of our lives. I want to ask you, uh, what excites you the most about this particular Saturn retrograde at this time in our history? Well, I really... <laughs> I love the lessons that are coming through. I love Pisces energy. It is so creative and it is the last sign of the Zodiac. So we really are, you know, closing a chapter and we have the opportunity to work with time in a dreamy way where it's not so constricting and constraining to us and where the dreamers really can start to find it easier to work hard and put their projects that they mostly dream or that maybe we're a little scattered when we're creating because that's part of the creative process for a lot of people. We can work with Saturn to really ground them and cement them and at least plan the seeds that will carry forward into bringing dreams into reality. And attracting those people to you, they're yeah. going to help you make that uh, dream a bigger reality. Is there anything on the opposite side of that, uh, that, because I know that you operate uh, from a position of hope, uh, 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 hopefully for the most part, but is there anything that concerns you about this particular Saturn retrograde at this time in our history? Yeah, I were also in a period um, energetically on a larger scale known as the Kali Yuga. So Kali is the destructive goddess in Hinduism. But if you work with her and those that do, she's also very loving as a mother energy to the people that are not afraid to dive into the power of the shadow. And the Kali Yuga period is a period of a few hundred years where things really get destructed and broken down that aren't working. And it can look like chaos, but it's where a lot of the dark things come up to the surface so that they can be fully cut off and removed and released. And so there are a lot of upheavals happening. And Saturn retrograde is really playing into that on top of the Kali Yuga period that we're experiencing. And there are a lot of structures that are falling and that are anticipated to fall if people do not put their energy and hope and power towards fixing them in a way that would be beneficial to everyone. So I would say, know your power, learn podcast on my channel about, because that's very important to understand the ways that you may be unconsciously consenting to a law or to an experience in life based on your trauma or based on manipulation, whether that's coming from propaganda or from your trauma or other groups or people in life or society, and take back power of your choice and free will and realize whenever it appears that something in the world is too big for you to help with, find the seed or the kernel of what that can teach you about something you need to work on within yourself. And once you work on that thing, you will have the gates open and power and more power towards facilitating help with those things in the wider world. Absolutely. Well, each day I pull a value word mm -hmm. and the value word that I pull today 
is beauty. So everyone, I see that five people have commented on this. So uh, if you comment with a hashtag beauty, and if you've already entered, you don't have to do it again. Uh, just do it once. Uh, you're already entered uh, to win this uh, incredible uh, Saturn meditation. So let's look for the beauty in the time frame that we're in now. Talk about that. Yeah, and look for the beauty in the darkness as well, because Saturn is prevalently known for the dark occult. We're both wearing black because Saturn loves that black, uh, dark energy. And it's not dark in terms of evil. Darkness is also the yin energy in the yin yang, which is the feminine energy, that womb-like state. And so understanding that there can be a balance between light and dark for me, uh, and a lot of what this program is about, which I actually have the uh, image. This is a, an image that you get as a digital download, and this is printed on regular computer paper, which you can do. There we go. There's a better one of it. And um, you will be able to work with this as a printed piece and with an accompanying hour video with tons more information on Saturn and how you can heal your relationship with Saturn, which will help heal your more beautiful relationships with time and karma. Because a lot of us rush or feel rushed or feel limited with time. And I have found that when you can heal your relationship with Saturn and with those shadow elements, you can have a more beautiful life experience because you can have a more peaceful and harmonized relationship with time. You can have more beautiful relationships because you can stop attracting or having so much of the foundation of your relationships be based in karma and lessons that they have to teach you or ways that you have to balance that karma out because that is one of the key factors in us learning as people in the way that other people are divine mirrors for us. And so you can start to have more balanced relationships and a more beautiful experience of yourself and of life uh, when you're not afraid to dive into that shadow and when you stop giving the misconceptions or the fears of other people power over you. You don't have to take on the fear of everyone else. You're allowed to have a different standpoint and viewpoint. And also things are archetypes and symbols for a reason. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can understand and see all the ways that Saturn is wrapped up in the occult or dark things, or you can see and choose to see the ways in which it's just another barrier or veil between power and power can be used for anything good or bad. It's about what the person chooses to do with it. And for me, and you'll see in the program, if you win, or if you would like, there is a coupon code. If you don't win today, if you would like to purchase it, there's a coupon code for a special offer. So you can. And that's on the YouTube channel for both of our channels. So it's. Yes, there. it's in the description um, for this month of July. And uh, in there, I also talk about Saturn's wife, Opus or Rhea, uh, and understanding how healing that relationship with the feminine aspects of Saturnian energy can also be more comfortable for people and help you to approach whatever Saturn shadow you have or karma that you have over you or feels like it's threatening you or pushing you in ways you don't want to be pushed. Balance that in positive divine masculine and divine feminine and nurturing ways as well. You know, when it comes to meditation, a lot of people, uh, you know, get afraid of that word? Am I doing it right? Am I, you know, 
what advice do you give uh, to uh, everyone who's watching who could possibly win or yeah. go and get the coupon? Uh, what advice do you give to anyone who's watching now on how they can get the most energy and, uh, for lack of a better word or phrase, mm -hmm. uh, a bigger bang for their buck out of uh, doing this particular meditation? Well, this one is designed as what I call focal point meditation. So it's a little bit less intimidating than closing your eyes and trying not to have any thoughts. It is an energy art, um, as I call it, image. And you can focus on that with your eyes open and place your intention and focus on it. And there are more instructions on how to do that in the program. But you can do it with anything. You can use a focal point from something in your room, from a photo that you create or have in your in your house naturally um, or out in nature and focusing on, I wouldn't suggest focusing on an animal because if it moves, it might throw you off. But if you're out in nature, focus on a tree or the water or this, um, not necessarily the sun, but you know, something that's going to stay constant for a while and use that as an opportunity to make it less intimidating because there are so many forms of meditation. There's walking meditation, anything that we are getting ourselves into a different brainwave state can be a form of meditation and becoming intentional is a form of meditation as well. It's not only about the popular version in terms of not thinking any thoughts. Uh, and if focal point meditation is too intimidating for you or it's not quite your thing, you can also try guided meditations with your eyes open or closed. And there are tons available on YouTube, on streaming platforms and allow the guidance to steer what you are imagining with that. I would say if it's something that is like a, a healing or a journey working meditation, try to listen to it all the way through uh, before actually doing it. Um, just listen to it while you're doing something else to see if it's something that you agree with. Because sometimes people look something up on YouTube, they just start doing it automatically, and then they get halfway through and they're engaging and consenting to this energy. And it's not quite something that they actually agree with. It's not a version of higher power that they agree with, or it calls something in that they wouldn't want otherwise. So take the time to be intentional. And whether it's from a book or listening, go through it all the way before you actually do it. So uh, Maria Gentili is here, who I love. What's <laughs> the story with Maria? So, I love Maria, too. Thanks for being love here. Maria. She's on tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. Uh, look for her. What's the story with Maria? Uh, maybe she'll tell us who is on her guest uh, show tomorrow night. Uh, you do her sh uh, show quite often. Yeah, um, Maria and I, you connected us and we're we're both Italian American and uh, we've connected on a lot of things. So it's been it's been great to be on there as well. And I see Doug and so many of our, our friends Ron, and Alan uh, Kathleen. Yep. and so Ron, you, uh, you have time to uh, respond with hashtag beauty. And as soon as you do that, Maria, I'm going to do the drawing. So let's <laughs> do that. So where can people see you next? 
Well, I have my podcast that I do on, uh, I put it on different streaming platforms and on my YouTube channel. So my handle is right there if you're not watching this on my YouTube simulcast already. Uh, And I have a playlist on my YouTube channel with the full back catalog of my podcast, which is hashtag chat and channel. Uh, And then there are also links in the about section of my YouTube where you can listen on Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible. for interrupting. Maria, uh, take out the space, between the hashtag and beauty, no space. <laughs> so do it again. Yes, so, uh, you're in the Amazon drop. Music, Audible, which I'm I'm a big reader and, and audio book geek. I, I listen to audiobooks at up to four times the speed. So I'm really happy that the podcast is on Audible now as well. No, it's, um, isn't it wonderful? Yeah. And yeah. by the way, everyone, this will be archived uh, not only on our channels, uh, but it will... Uh, also be, uh, uh, she's driving, so do, d- don't take the time to do this. We'll make sure you get a, a, a meditation. So let's do a drawing right now and let's see what happens here. Thank you all for being here tonight. And uh, let's, there's the drawing. And I love how this works. And we, uh, everyone's popping up and uh, let's see. Uh, who's, oh, Kathleen Hochberg. Kathleen. I love her. One of my very best friends. I also wanna do a very special shout out. It was, Three years ago today that I had Peggy Eason on this show uh, on her birthday. Today is her birthday. And then she passed on uh, the following December. Uh, So everyone, 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 uh, I'm going to do my little, uh, you know, spiel about uh, picking up the phone and making that phone call. Kathleen, you and I, uh, we owe each other a phone call as well. Uh, Danielle, I'm going to say my closing remarks Okay. And then I am going to turn it over to you and you've got the final word tonight. Okay. Uh, and then uh, I want you and I to connect at some point tomorrow uh, so that we can schedule another session for next month. This is so much fun. I love every time you're on the show and it's been way, way, way too long. Uh, I hope all of you who are watching uh, get my newsletter this is going to be a shameless plug for that. Uh, the Skipper's Guide. Uh, you can, if you don't get it already, and there's a reason why I'm bringing this up right now. Uh, if you don't get the uh, Skipper's Guide, uh, you can go to richardskipper.com and sign up for the newsletter. It comes out every Monday morning at 3 a.m. There's mystical energy around 3 a.m., everyone. So that's, uh, I'm not up at 3 o'clock doing this, but they're scheduled to go out at 3 a.m. Uh, so that it's in your mailbox when you get up, and it gives you an outline of the week ahead. Not only with what I'm doing here, but other things as well. Tomorrow uh, in numerology is a 7. And on 7 days, I like to call it my reset days. So I'm off tomorrow, and I won't be doing a show but for those of you who get the newsletter, tomorrow is about reaching out to someone who's lonely. And you never know who is lonely. Uh, and uh, I have a little calendar here. And I'm just going to pull something from this. Uh, this was uh, sent to me by my dear friend, uh, Howard Tucker. I haven't seen this yet. So I'm going to read you the passage. And then I'm going to tell you what you all can do for tomorrow. It says, when I admit the small things I'm unhappy with in my life and start to shift them, I build my confidence so I can work my way up to the bigger issues. So this is the self-love action for all of us. 
Today, I'll find one small thing that I'm unhappy with in my life, like a new dress that doesn't fit well or being bored with my usual dinners and take steps to create something different, like returning the dress for another that gives me good vibes or asking friends for a yummy, healthy dinner suggestion. I always end every one of my shows by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Pick up the phone and calls, uh, go to your Facebook friends list. I'm back on Facebook, everyone. Uh, but go to your Facebook friends list and reach out to the sixth name on your list and reach out with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, but a phone call. And let that person know that they have made a difference in my life. Peggy Eason certainly made a difference in my life. And thank God we spoke and told each other that we loved her, each other the night before she passed on. And so, uh, because it was a sudden, uh, and it could happen to any of us. I hate to say it, but it could. So reach out and make those phone calls before it's too late. Also, if you've seen social media, Steve Peters passed away this week, and that's P-I-E-T-E-R-S. I had the good fortune of interviewing Steve on my show um, about two years ago when the eyes of Tammy Faye came out. Steve Peters was interviewed by Tammy Faye Baker uh, on her show uh, at a time when her church was telling everyone that AIDS was an abomination and it was something that people should not uh, even, uh, uh, they should pray away, pray away the gay. And uh, this man could have been ostracized by Tammy Faye Baker, but she didn't follow that philosophy. Her philosophy was that everybody is filled with love. And so she brought him on her show to show her love. Believe it or not, that was the beginning of the downfall of the PTO club because Jerry Falwell at that time did everything in his power to take that network down. I mentioned this because Steve was diagnosed with AIDS in 1982 and he just passed away just this week. He lived with this. He became an advocate. Uh, go and look at the interview if you can. It was such a great honor to not only interview him, but we remained in touch after that interview and he was such a special light. So take the time to reach out to these people because you never know. As my dear friend, Sean Moniger always says, we're all in the same storm, but we're in different size boats. And I always say, I don't care what size boat you're on as long as you have a skipper by your side. Danielle, I love you. I send you positive vibes and now it's all yours. Thank, Thank you. you. Love you, Richard, and everybody here. Thank you so much for the love and support. Richard's back on Facebook. I've actually been off Facebook for the past few months, so apologies if you're missing me there. Um, but you can always find me and connect with me on my YouTube or on my Instagram uh, or on my podcast. But I want to end on the note um, that Richard brought up because Steve did survive, right? And he survived through fear and through other people's misinterpretations. And that itself can work with the energy of Saturn, if you so choose, or any other modality or style of spirituality. The most important thing, or one of the most important things that we can learn in life, in my experience, is how to not be broken down 
by fear or by outside sources and how not to make the opinions or the fears or the choices of others rule over us internally. Because so many times we have this voice inside that is simply repeating the negative things that we've heard or the limiting beliefs that we've heard from other people from our ancestral karma or trauma or from the way that we grew up with maybe parents who wanted the best for us but didn't know how to be positive, didn't have the opportunity to heal themselves and then be part of our healthy development and growth. And one of the things that we didn't really touch on a lot today with Saturn is that it can be a time of healing ancestral karma and trauma and wounds. And that doesn't have to be woo. Science itself is exploring the way that epigenetics plays with ancestral trauma and Holocaust survivors and their families and the way that shows in us physically as well as spiritually. So I believe in a holistic point of view where we bring through and bring together science and spirit. And one of the things that you can really learn and focus on now is how to heal that, whether it's your own ancestors and the history of your body, or if you believe in past lives, I also do past life and Akashic Records readings, you can work on that. But any past patterning, past programming or fear programming beliefs, explore how you can break that down and reformat it and not allow it to rule over you. And once you figure out the ways where, yes, it may sometimes trigger you, but it no longer has to rule over you, then you are better equipped to help the world at large figure out the ways that it no longer has to rule over them or play such a role in determining our lives and cultures and laws and societies. And so that's the message that I wanted to wrap up today with Saturn Retrograde. And anytime you're finding this, you can always work with Saturn. And if you need help, you can always find me on my website, damseldesigns.com as listed for spiritual reading sessions, as well as an application for energy healing, coaching, and more. And you can always leave a comment if you have a general question and you were too shy to ask it live today, or you're watching on a replay. And I look forward to the ways that you overcome your own fear and help the world at large do that as well with your inspiration. Thank you, Richard. And thank you guys. See you next time.